ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 3-0 Take, the official podcast of Dirt to Diamonds Baseball. Here's your host, Kyle Corwin. What up, what up? Welcome back to the 3-0 Take. This is episode four. My name is Kyle Corwin. I'll be your host. I'm here with my co-host, Nate Reyes. Nate, say hello to the people. What's going on, people? How y'all doing? Uh, not gonna lie. I'm, uh, I'm a little tired. tired. Yeah, man. Tired of a couple things. Tired of... Dog uh, days. Tired of the dog days. Tired of hearing about how good Mike Trout is. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I'm tired of Red Sox winning games, to be honest okay. with you. Okay. All right. I think we're all tired of that, honestly. I mean, if it has to go on, I'll be fine with it. I mean... Yeah. I'll be okay. Uh, I'm sure. Got to talk about a couple things here before we get into this day in baseball history. Uh, we got to talk about Ronald Acuna. I know we were talking about it briefly before we got on here. Uh, eight home runs in the last eight games. I think it was, what, the last four games leading off with a home run. Home run in five straight games. That's, uh, yeah. that's quite, Scary. quite the week. Yeah, I think scary. I mean, he's everyone. I think before this week, had kind of already written in Soto of the Nationals for the Rookie of the Year for the NL. I think we're gonna have to start thinking about pulling out that eraser. I mean, uh, Acuna looks good, and for um, you know the Braves, I think it's just super exciting for that area, and it's bringing some love back to the NL East for sure. Yeah, not to mention he's just got a sweet stroke. I've seen, he does. He I've, looks good, and I've, he's tiny. His first home run, I I love watching that video. I'm not even a Braves fan, and I I could watch that video all day. <laughs> um, and also another thing we have to address here is I actually just got the notification that apparently the Giants and the Dodgers had a bench clearing brawl. Nice. So that uh, that's a little spice for that rivalry, even though pretty sure it's uh lopsided in terms of these standings yeah i always like that though hopefully machado took one in the face no i, I apparently it was puig was the one involved oh not surprised then not surprised at all nick hundley and yasiel puig have physical altercation following heated exchange nice i've actually met nick hundley super cool guy like really nice I'll be honest with you, is I'd kind of an ass. Not all that familiar with him. Yeah, I mean he's he's just bounced around a little bit. Backup catcher. I think he found a spot to where he's playing quite a few games with the Giants. But I think I think people get like that kind of the uh, I guess blue collar players, if you will. I'm yep. sure get sick of guys like Puig running their mouth. That guy's always talking. Oh, always. And he makes out with his bat. It's weird. He's a weird dude. Yeah, but supposedly uh, that's what's going to attract millennials to baseball. I, <laughs> I, I don't understand the people that say things like that. Yeah, I don't know. All right, let's let's uh, let's get on with the show here. This day in baseball history, it is August 15th. We're taking it back to 1941 with a matchup between the Red Sox and Senators. So... What happened on this day in 1941 is that the Washington Senators were uh, leading the Red Sox 6-3 to 
and the game was called uh, at the top of the eighth after I believe it was a 40 minute delay. Uh, and even though they were winning, the Senators had to forfeit the game because I just think this is—I I just think this is crazy. I don't know how this happens. Red Sox manager Joe Cronin protested that the Washington grounds crew intentionally refused to cover the field once the rain started, and because of that, like I said, centers had to had to take the L. Which, again, I. You have one job. I don't know what you're doing. Like, <laughs> uh, I mean, unless the the grounds crew chief was a Yankees fan, low key. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I, I I just don't understand why why that happens. Uh, 1975. Moving on to the next one. Uh, Earl Weaver, manager for the Baltimore Orioles. If you don't know, YouTube him. He's quite the character. Uh, ejected twice in the same day. Yeah, awesome. Doubleheader. I don't even remember who they're playing. Um, who cares? I, I That's say, awesome. I say that as though I was there or something. <laughs> ejected twice in the same day uh, by umpire Ron Luciano, I believe is how you say it. Uh, Luciano. That sounds super Italian. Luciano. Sounds like a mobster. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, tossed in the first game and again at the start of the second game. Um, Still heated, man. Like, what is it, like an hour and a half in between games? You don't have time to, to cool off. You're yeah, still pissed. Yeah, exactly. And I looked it up because I was thinking, I was like, oh, maybe he's just, at this point in the season, maybe he's just getting frustrated. The team's not doing all that well. I looked it up. They were... Before the start of the doubleheader, they were sixty-four and fifty-two, so they were they were playing over over five hundred balls. So I mean, I don't know where they were where they were at in terms of the playoff picture or anything, but I mean, I think Luciano maybe, probably said something about his mom. Maybe maybe Weaver was just giving one of the old infamous sparks to his lineup. I don't know. <laughs> um, Moving on to our third and final point of baseball history, uh, 1993, Nolan Ryan wins his 324th and final game of his 27-year career. 27 years. Uh, Rangers beat Cleveland by a score of 6-4. to four. Uh, This is the part that will blow your mind. He was 46 years old. Um and you would think, being in August, he would have maybe won a couple more games uh, later in the season. Uh, but he actually uh, he actually lost his next four starts. Um, and he actually didn't get to throw his uh, scheduled final two uh, because he tore a ligament in the first inning of his, what would that be, third to last start? tore a ligament in the first inning um, and he had to be removed from the game, which would essentially be his final major league appearance. Uh, Sad, sad ending to a, in my opinion, a great career. I know people will say that he's overrated, but I, I mean, I think, I think he was, he was unreal. I mean, he could throw 102, 103 at will. 
Uh, Dude was a monster, so. but he would do it. He would do it after like 150 pitches too. Exactly. Yeah. Total, um, total work. I don't know if it's a rumor or not, but I heard that on that torn leg, like the one, the actual pitch where he tore his ligament, um, he, it was clocked at 100. That's uh, that's nuts. That's, How do you do that? That's uh, yeah. That's uh, that's that's pretty good. But that's just—he's a beast. Yeah. I mean, forever known for beating up Robin Ventura. Yeah, I mean, if nothing else, if you don't accomplish anything else in your career, he essentially—he showed that the old guy still still has it. Yeah, and that's like the ultimate go-to brawl video. Absolutely. That's what—that's what we all hope for. Yeah, because I'm certain this uh, Giants Dodgers fight. I I use air quotes. This this fight that we just heard about. (laughs) I'm I'm sure there was. there was not the same level of violence. No, no, not at all. Uh, but yeah, I've, I feel like that's, that's gotta be a, that's a, that's a symbolic ending to Nolan Ryan's career. I mean, the guy who is literally known for giving it everything, literally left it, literally left his arm on the field, basically. <laughs> um, I mean, if there's one guy to do that, it's him. Dude's so, a beast. Yeah. Um, I'm a big fan. Uh, all right, moving on to uh, current day. What we got going on around the league? Um, we've got some waiver moves, some post-trade deadline moves, if you want to call them. Uh, got some of those have been floating around lately. Um, in my opinion, nothing that really, nothing that, nothing really exciting. In my opinion. Nothing huge. Uh, I don't know if anything huge is going to happen at this point. Uh, everyone's kind of hoping for that Justin Verlander move that happened last year. Right. I don't think it's going to happen. I think you're seeing smart ads, um, you know, smart pieces to kind of fill in the holes to playoff contention teams. But I don't think you're going to see a front of the rotation type trade. Yeah. I mean, it's August, what, 15th now? I mean, we're... Like I said, we're getting down to crunch time. I don't know how much more these teams are going to want to start making adjustments. I mean, I feel like even the teams that are the top contenders right now are pretty pretty set with where they're at. They're I think they're pretty content. Maybe content's right. not the right word, but they're 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 pleased with kind of the uh, the depth and the the arsenal that they've got. Yeah, well, it's super tricky because like for those teams that either are up top or making a run at the top you kind of you've done this with like your clubhouse vibe like your current set of guys um and so i think it'd be a little difficult to either ship off one of those guys for another piece or bring in a piece who hasn't been there the whole time and i don't know you know i mean it it would see i seem i feel like it would be a little weird to bring in you know, a guy after we've done this all year, you know, right. it's kind of a tight net group that yeah. I think got us here. Yeah. Well, uh, I can tell you one team that's not tight knit right now, and that would be the Miami Marlins, uh, continuing yeah. their purge, uh, with the release of Justin Bohr shipping them off to the Phillies. Um, I, I think it's a solid pickup for, for Philly. Um, you're getting a good, Good bench addition in what many be- people believe is a hitter's park. Um, Built for but, lefties. But it, oh, absolutely. Which is why I honestly thought there when the the Yank back, I guess it was 
was it early this year or maybe it was last year? No, I guess it was last year when the Yankees were having those those first base troubles. They couldn't figure out who they wanted to stick there. They had, mm-hmm. or, yeah, I guess it would have been last year because it. I know yep. they had they had a uh, Todd Frazier um, yep. in consideration for first, um, and I was I was really thinking the Yankees would pick him up, not not as any like huge move or anything, but kind of like what the Phillies are doing to just kind of have that depth at that position. Yeah. Um, I- I mean, with the uh, when you talk about depth, I mean, obviously they did that. What was seen as a, kind of a big offseason signing with uh, Carlos Santana. Um, he hasn't really shown up this year, in my opinion. I mean, yeah. he's, I'm sure he's a vet. I'm sure he's doing stuff for the young guys in the clubhouse. Um, he's hitting around two fourteen, two fifteen. Only got seventeen bombs. I, I think he's for the most part been healthy this year, but like he's. I don't know that the pop doesn't seem to be there like it used to be in Cleveland. Yeah. I mean, like you said, I think hitting in a great park for lefties, uh, Boar brings with him to Philly, a 229 batting average, 19 home runs, 54 RBIs. And believe it or not, he's actually, uh, he's actually got a stolen base to his name this year. Nice. Nice. Um, I'm sure that was a scorekeeping error, but I'm just going off of what the uh, what the old Google tells me, um, <laughs> but the the thing that gets me about this whole Marlins purge, like I was saying, is to me Justin Bohr, and I know we were talking about this the other day. To me, Justin Bohr was the last guy that Marlins fans could really like cling on to. I mean, you, yeah. you, they still have got. Uh, They've got Starlin Castro, Brian Anderson, JT Realmuto, and they've got a few guys that you know are, are solid players. But in terms of likability, I guess you could say, sure. I I think he was the last guy to go because I mean he he's got the whole like donuts at the home run derby. He's just like this big goofball that was also the uh, featured runner in that uh, Bartolo Colon play. Yeah, back a few years ago, where yeah. he, he like flipped his glove or whatever. I don't even remember what it was, but that that wild play down the first baseline, just like stuff like that that Marlins fans can point to and be like, "Oh, that's our guy." Um, I just I don't think. I mean, I'm not surprised. I know what the I know what the Marlins are trying to do, but it's just at the end of the day, it's still unfortunate. <clears throat> it's still unfortunate for. Uh, Marlins fans. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not surprised, but it, it doesn't make sense to me. Um, decently young still. He just came on the scene last year with the uh, the home run derby at home. Fired up the crowd. Everyone was rooting for the guy at home. You know, um, I think he was matched up against Judge or something. I think it was pretty unfair, but um, yeah. you're still rooting for the guy. Yeah. Um, he's he's actually ar- arbitration eligible through 2020. So he was controllable. Yeah, I I don't understand why why not hold on to him and kind of build around him a little bit. Um, you know, you're you're already committed to this rebuild process. Maybe keep one fan favorite, if you will, or one yeah. guy because he's not sucking up payroll. I mean, he's he's a, a guy that you can ride in in the lineup in the middle of the order at first base pretty much every day. Why not build around him? Right. Yeah, and I'm uh I'm definitely a little biased uh, towards Boar. He's a he's a hometown guy. Um, oh yeah, you know, SYA if, product. Yeah, if you would if you would have stuck around, uh, 
Northern Virginia and not moved out west, you would have been able to say you went to the same high school. But but anyway, he's a definitely a definitely a local guy. Uh, went to George Mason. I'm pretty sure the only mm-hmm. only only way people know about George Mason is college basketball <laughs> in 2006. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, it's it's been super cool to watch him just kind of make his way. I won't say to the top, but definitely like you said, he kind of he's arrived on the scene. Yeah. Um, definitely cool to see. So, uh, yeah, I think the consensus with us and kind of around the league that uh, this is just a – I mean, it's a, it's a solid pickup, and I don't think there's much more to it. Um, I know a couple more a couple more moves. Um, got Mike Fires going to Oakland, leaving Detroit. Uh, he will – I don't know – I'm assuming he's – He's made an appearance with them already, right? I haven't. I didn't even check. Um, uh, I don't know. I'd have, I'd have to I look think he up. did. Did he? Okay. Because yeah. yeah, I know he was projected to slide into the rotation there. Um, I mean, obviously the A's are winning games, but definitely needed pitching. So yeah, they picked up him and Sean Kelly. Uh, and if you don't know who Sean Kelly is, he was wanted <laughs> through the tantrum. In the twenty-five to four win over the Mets when he was with the Nationals not too long ago, definitely look it up. Um, but yeah, fires a more mentally stable guy, I guess you could say. Uh, slides in, bringing with him a seven and six uh, record, uh, three forty-eight ERA, over one hundred nineteen innings pitched, averaging six point six strikeouts per nine innings. So. Not yeah, a, they're not they're just addition. making smart moves, dude. Yeah, making smart moves that are cheap. The money, um, the money ball approach. Yeah, dude, for sure. And it's, um, I like Mike Fires. I think he's a good add. Another one is Fernando Rodney. Yeah. Um, another smart, smart move there to kind of again add to that bullpen that's that they kind of committed to doing for these last I don't know month or so with Familia, not too long ago. So. I think him, you know, Rodney can probably step into the seven, eight, uh, eighth inning role. Um, pretty decent year so far. I think he's got 25 saves. So for those games that were able to be saved uh, with the Twins, I think he picked them up. Um, and then obviously he can kind of float around anywhere as a one inning guy. Um, I've got a story about Fernando Rodney. I personally was not a big fan. I haven't been a big fan. Um, the hat thing always kind of bothered me right um I'm, I'm old school wear your hat straight i don't care if it's flat just wear it straight yeah um the whole dontrell willis look i don't know if anyone remembers dontrell willis way back in old school days with the marlins but uh used to wear it super sideways rodney's really similar here's the story i heard though and this is what changed me um one of my guys that that works at the facility one of my buddies here was a former big leaguer and he was telling me this story um when they were together in San Diego. So apparently Fernando Rodney's dad um, used to be a fisherman when he was a kid. And his dad um, used to wear his hat sideways to block the sun. And so whenever Fernando was at home, his dad would come home and his his dad's hat was always sideways. Um, And so I guess he had passed away a little while ago. I think he passed away. And that was kind of Fernando Rodney's way to pay homage to his dad is wear his hat the same way so to me i'm like dude that's 
that's a more than baseball that's super cool um you do you like i'm not judging anymore um i think he's a good leader for you know a younger team in the a's and an, an inexperienced team um that is about to hopefully head to the playoffs and most of those guys haven't been there yet or haven't done much while they're there so i think he's a good ad yeah definitely and i'm i'm right there with you on that that hat story i i used to be the same exact way and then i was like i guess it'd be worth it to maybe look into this whole deal before i continue to jump to the same conclusion right um but definitely uh definitely was was blown away by that story um and now whenever i come across people jumping on them on social media i'm, I'm quick to point oh people yeah i gotta to, defend them. point people in the direction of that story yeah because i mean that's 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 definitely something cool to to learn about yeah. a guy who's been around the league for a while. So, well, I remember always getting asked, like, "What do you think about guys, you know, pointing to the sky after they hit a home run when they're crossing home plate?" And to me, it's like, uh, as a fan, you you don't know, you don't know their story, you don't know who they may have lost, or or if it's just them, you know, having faith, you know, whatever it is. Right. I don't think it it matters yep. it, it shouldn't shouldn't be focused on um you know whatever fuels you inside you and um whatever you know you're thankful for or grateful for or what drives you in the morning when you wake up you know whatever yep. i think it's i think it's cool to see things like that so i'm the last person to judge now especially after hearing that story i think stories like that make this sport beautiful yep absolutely yeah and kind of bringing it back to the a's uh as of right now, I mean, they they might still be playing. I don't even know. But last I checked, there are two games back uh, in the division, so I'm still holding strong to my 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 AL West title prediction. <laughs> I, th- I I really think they'll pull it off. Um, yeah, we got to remind people that we're recording tonight. By the way, so tonight on Tuesday night, you're going to listen to it on Wednesday, but. Be patient with us on recording scores and stats that may not be always fresh. That is a great point, but you also forget that we technically did start on Wednesday because uh, oh. somebody was late to the party tonight. Ooh. Well, was, I'm still on the West Coast time, sucker. Somebody, so somebody was 20 minutes late because they had to yeah. had to take care of some things. Meanwhile, I was here on time, ready to go. But it's all right. I know. I won't hold it against you because I'm late to the party, but I'm in the life of the party. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Um, all right. What else do we got here? Um, well, I saw that, uh, Echeverria got shipped to the pirates recently. Right. With, um, I think that was a pretty decent move. Uh, He was another Marlins guy actually a little while ago. I think he's a stud at short. I don't know how well he hits, but well, he had, um, he left the Rays, right? Yeah, he, he was, was with the Rays. He was with the Marlins, then, but then was with the Rays for a very yeah. short period of time. Yeah, so I just think, I think. Uh, smart moves. I, I don't know, again, if the Pirates are going to do anything. Um, but, like, you're seeing teams like, I think the Brewers brought in Jordan Lyles. Um, you know, uh, Tyson Ross going to the Cardinals. The Cardinals, another topic, have made a run. The Cardinals are tearing it up. I think they just won their seventh straight, something like that. All thanks to Matt Carpenter. Just yeah, man. I think they walked it off twice against uh, against the Nationals, right? Yeah, I think so. Speaking of Matt Carpenter, can 
can you enlighten me or if somebody's listening to this and has an idea or knows what it's about and can tell me on social media, can can somebody explain to me this whole salsa hashtag? Have you have you heard about this? No idea. It's no lit- clue. it's literally anytime he hits a home. I think it's just Carpenter. It might be a Cardinals thing, but I think it's I think it's a Carpenter thing. And it's like anytime he hits a home run, it's like hashtag. It's all about the salsa, and I have I have <laughs> no idea. I like it. Why not? I mean, this we kind of talked about baseball towns a couple of weeks ago. Um, St. Louis, man, St. Louis is a good baseball town. It's just like it's kind of built in with them of when it gets to this August September range every year. They, I feel like they figure it out. You know, everyone wrote them off a couple of weeks ago where they were done with Matheny. Um, and then, uh, I think they, who they, they traded away someone else, uh, fam traded away fam and then yeah. moving Dexter Fowler in the center. And then all of a sudden Matt Carpenter is like, this is my squad. I got it. Move over Yachty. I'm running <laughs> this play and they're tearing it up. Yachty's a goat. Um, yeah, for sure. All right. So I did what a baseball journalist is supposed to do. And I did some research found Let's out that Matt Carpenter makes his own salsa and apparently has like t-shirts with it's got to be the salsa on it and a picture of his face. Okay, now I have to look this up. Pretty uh pretty interesting. And can we buy this salsa around U.S. Well, apparently he's passing the salsa around to other guys, and it's apparently it's rubbing off on other dudes. So, might might, might be uh, catching on. Uh, this is awesome. I think they posted his salsa recipe too. This is hilarious, and it looks delicious. I'm a big salsa guy. I'm a big chips and salsa guy. Rally salsa though. Rally <laughs> salsa. You know what this makes me think of when, so remember when we were in little league and we were the, uh, we were on the all-star team or whatever, we're going through destroying teams. I don't know if you remember this, but before every game, mama Reyes, she always hooked me up with a monster and a Snickers bar, right? Yes. I I think when she gave me that, I think I hit a bomb after my monster. And so everybody else on the team was like, I want Monster. And I think a couple parents got like a six-pack of Monsters and dumped them in like our big water cooler. Yes, yes. So we're mixing yes, in with that the Monster was, and water cooler. Oh, my. That was just terrible. And we just started hitting tanks. We're drinking, was... we're drinking bull urine and just hitting bombs. <laughs> and that was, before <laughs> we reali- that was before we realized that Monster causes like cancer and heart disease and <laughs> palpitations. <laughs> doesn't matter SYA West running the show yeah for sure we need to get a monster sponsorship now I think I'll reach out to him so bringing it back to this salsa thing I, uh, there's a tweet on here that's about Carpenter and his salsa and it says Matt Carpenter makes his own salsa doesn't wear batting gloves plays three positions hits home <laughs> runs what does Javi Baez do <laughs> <laughs> Oh, snap. I love That's I love cool. that Matt Carpenter is becoming like the face, like you were saying, the face of the Cardinals. Man. This is this is good stuff. Yeah, yeah, man. It's it's a little weird because like I, I know he's like they just said he's playing three different positions, but like uh, 
I don't understand why he'd ever play first base. They need to figure something out and get him either at second or third, I think is where he's been most of his career up until like this year. Yeah. Um, so uh, they're another one of those teams that are just kind of in no man's land, but now they've started to speed it up a little bit, winning games, putting in a run. Maybe they have a shot. Who knows? Um, I don't think the Nationals are one of those teams. And, you know, to wrap up on this post-trade deadline moves, um, you know, the cards bring in Tyson Ross. I don't know how big of a deal that's going to be, but, you know, let the salsa pour, man. Keep rolling. (laughs) There you go. All right, now we get to move on to a topic that is near and dear to my heart for reasons I've already explained earlier and for reasons that most people can probably already assume um, the American League MVP race. Mm-hmm. Now, I know we were talking before we got on here about how it's been great or how it would be great that we wouldn't have to talk Yankees Red Sox uh, on this segment. <laughs> but Oops. Un- unfortunately, that's going to have to be a half truth because pretty sure that only Boston Red Sox are eligible for the AL MVP right now at this point in the season. Dude, it's getting annoying, honestly. Kind of tired of it. Um, but um, as a as a baseball fan, outside of being a Yankees fan, obviously I'm also a baseball fan. Um, I'm, ugh, uh, I guess I'm rooting for J.D. Martinez. Um, not necessarily for the Red Sox. Or He's a nice guy. 16, you got to give it to him. He's like, a nice guy. He seems like a nice guy. He bet on himself last year or this year or whatever with uh you know not signing the big long-term contract uh last year and and kind of seeing what he can do and and he tore it up for the diamondbacks and after getting traded from the tigers obviously signs with the red sox this year the dude is um the only reason he's not going to win the triple crown this year is i think because of mookie yeah um and i think unfortunately it hurts me to say but i think those two guys are going to be one and two in the mvp race in the voting yeah, I would uh I would probably agree with you on that one. Where are um, you at with Mike Trout? I don't even know who that is. I I never heard of him? No. Anytime I hear the name, the first thing that comes to <laughs> mind is war. So I <laughs> I don't really have any time to think critically about him as a player. I think it says something about the way we think about baseball because I have all these notes on Mike Trout and not one of them says anything about war. So oh, I, I made sure to throw that in there because I know that people would be calling to have this podcast banned if, <laughs> if we didn't mention the fact that he is currently leading the majors in the war category. So I made sure to put that. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. But I think, uh, I think he's, I think this injury and him being on the DL is, overall going to hurt some stuff i i don't know yeah but i mean war though (laughs) i don't care i just don't care i mean he's good honestly everyone knows he's good he's a five tool player um he's gonna be a hall of famer we all know this um but i don't think he's gonna be an mvp one of my big things on mvps is like you gotta be on a team that's a contender and the Angels aren't it. And I know he won, what was that, in 14 and 16. I don't think either of those years the Angels did anything. But 
like the only exception is if you just absolutely ruin the stat sheet, like yeah. what Giancarlo did last year. Giancarlo ruined the NL last year, and obviously the Marlins didn't do anything. Um, that's the only time. But if you're like middle of the pack, you know, he's got 30 bombs. He's hitting 309, 60 ribs. You're middle of the pack right now because, I mean, JD's sitting at 37 now. Um, Jose Ramirez has got 36. Mookie's sitting at 27. So, like, you're just middle of the road to me, man. Sorry. I don't think you're going to win it. Yeah, but war. <laughs> All right, real real question, and I'm I'm dead serious on this. All okay. joking aside, do you think on Mike Trout's Hall of Fame plaque, do you think the text beneath his his little picture up top, do you think it will just say war? <laughs> I think it could. Ignoring batting average. I think it could. Ignore, ignoring <laughs> career batting average, career home run totals, which which realistically all are probably going to be more significant when it's all said and done than whatever his war number is. But do you think do you, do you, do you think that's a possibility? I think it is. I think it is. Unfortunately, because I mean, like all these writers are just love it. The Brian Kennys of the world. Love war. That Brian Kenny guy drives me nuts, by the way. The guy on MLB Network. Yeah, I was actually just on Twitter before we got on here, and I saw that people were like just ripping him apart for something. I don't even remember. What, <laughs> I don't even remember what it was, but I'm. I just. I. I wasn't surprised. He just loves analytics. Just loves it. I think he just likes to say things that just take people off. Yeah, I don't know. All right, that's I'm, why I'm a I'm, I'm a Kirchin fan. Tim Kirchin's the man. That guy's awesome because he's all like old and small, and he obviously admits that he never did anything in the baseball world. Um, those are the best, though. But he's awesome. Brian Kenny sucks, and War is annoying. So people pay attention to other stuff going on in baseball because War is not everything. I found that I found that tweet. Somebody said he like tweeted something out talking about the Mets and Phillies or something. And then this person came back and said, anyone listening to Brian Kenny say anything about baseball needs to have their head examined. (laughs) And then he like came in and responded with some like, whoa, just take it easy tweet. (laughs) Take it easy. But yeah. Well, isn't war like mainly about, uh, like your backup, right? No, war is about Mike Trout, and Mike Trout is about war. That's that's <laughs> what I've gathered over the last but like, last couple of years. It's wins above replacement. So I think it says more. Yeah, Mike Trout's a stud, but I think it says more about the lack of depth at the center field position for the Los Angeles Angels. Agreed. Yeah, I mean I'd agree. Right, and, and kind of going back to your point about. The guy, the MVP, has to be on a contending team. I think that's where you and I disagree. I've, I, I think certain points, I would have agreed, but I, I keep going back and forth, and I think I find myself right now with the belief that 
I I don't think it's like crucial. Obviously, it helps. Yeah. Like, in the situation of Mookie Betts, I mean, with what he's been able to do for that team, like obviously, uh, I mean, the Red Sox across the board are just lighting it up right now. But the fact that he is still, I mean, obviously, kind of sharing the spotlight with JD. But the fact that he's still kind of above that level right now with how he's playing, I mean, that's. To me, that's MVP worthy. But at the end of the day, I think I think it's all relative because I think in Mike Trout's situation, if you remove him from the team, granted he's not taken to the World Series, but if you remove him from the team, how much worse are they? So it's I don't know. It's just something to consider. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, I think uh, yeah, JD is is scary. Um, He's as as an as a hitting instructor, I teach a lot of of his swing, uh, especially his upper half. And um, you know, he really focused after getting cut from the Astros a few years ago. He really tried to focus and and learn his swing and try to figure stuff out. And that's just I, I think that's awesome for guys that that I mean, most guys would be like, all right, that's it, man. I just got cut. Like I don't know what to do now. It, it's not going to work. And this guy is like, nah, I'm going to stick to it. I'm going to reinvent what I'm doing, try to do something new. And now he's going to win MVP. Like that's, that's a cool story no matter what team he plays for, you know? Yeah. And I think we'd be remiss if we didn't mention, because I don't think we have uh, Jose Ramirez. Yeah. Definitely having a great season slashing 300, 410, 629, 33 home runs, 26 stolen bases, 83 RBIs. Uh, and he's leading the league in extra base hits. Um, I think he's up since then. I think those he's up since then. I think he's up to like thirty six home runs now. Is he really? He? Okay. Yeah. He, he very well could be. Um, I maybe the stat line I was pulling from was static. It wasn't. It hadn't been updated. Um, but yeah, actually, now that I think about it, I think he is up there because he's he's neck and neck with uh, JD. Uh, so yeah. Yeah, that would make more sense. Um, but nonetheless, but, he's, he's hovering right there. I mean, even if these stats are indeed static, uh, he's still, still hit, hitting around 300, which I don't care who you are. That's a, that's tough, that's, especially that's nowadays, dude. Like, cause like, I think hitting 275 is the new hitting 300. Yeah. So hitting 300 that. is like the new hitting 320. So the fact that Mookie's hitting 350 is ridiculous is yeah. insane but i like jose ramirez too i mean um tiny little switch hitter i say tiny i mean he's probably five nine five ten so he's not that small but i mean he rakes and what i like is that he leads the league in stolen bases too yeah so kind of old school man like we're not seeing a whole lot of swipes uh so much in baseball anymore it's kind of out as far as style goes uh but he's doing it and He's hitting well, and he's hitting for pop. So defensively, uh, I think he's good. I don't know if he's great, um, but offensively, he's a stud. And you know, him and Lindor are a good little duo out there in Cleveland. Yeah. Uh, all right. Just to clarify, he's got 35 long balls, 87 RBIs, 27 stolen bases, and is currently hitting 301. Um, wow. All right, All right, to wrap up this MVP thing, I do have one or two more thoughts here. Kind of uh, bringing it back to Trout. For the record, 
I know I I know I talk bad about him. I don't even talk bad about him. I just I just get tired of the war stat. But I think Trout is a phenomenal player. I mean, it's no mystery that he's one of the better, if not the best players for our generation. I know that's a that's a tough label to throw on somebody, but I mean I think he's he's living up to it. But in terms of his performance in twenty eighteen, um I just don't understand what the infatuation is because in looking at the numbers that we just uh that we just dissected between those three guys, Trout, Ramirez and Betts, um, not even including J D, he throw him in there, this conversation might even be uh might be a little different. Um but the only category he leads in in those numbers uh, is on base percentage. Yep. Mookie's got a higher batting average and slugging percentage. Ho- uh, Jose Ramirez has more home runs, RBIs, extra base hits, and stolen bases. And I'm not even getting into like the percentages and the wars and all that stuff. I mean, th- I'm just getting into the meat and potato stats, the home runs, RBIs, that kind of stuff. Jose mm-hmm. Ramirez has more home runs, RBIs, extra base hits, and stolen bases. And the thing I just don't understand is what, what like, I, I'm seeing these articles floating around, these, like, paid sponsored articles that keep popping up on my Facebook and Instagram of, like, Trout is having a historic season, one we've never seen before and may never see again. I, I, it doesn't make sense to me because between Mookie and Jose, they each take half of the the leads in in all those numbers we talked about so i right uh, it just doesn't make sense to me i think i this year isn't his best year um which again isn't like trout a down year for trout is still a great year but he's at 30 and 60 right now but exactly so but i think i think it's the consistency um that he's done it and for like right off the bat you know what i mean like right away this dude was a stud and he's been a stud I think that's awesome. Yes, I think he's the best player in baseball. Uh, overall, if I'm going to take the number one pick in a fantasy draft of real-life MLB, like, yeah, it's my job. But at this very current moment, in this part of the 2018 season, uh, he's not my MVP. And I don't think he's going to be MVP at the end of the year. Yeah. Because, like I said, his stat is, the meat and potato stuff is middle of the road. He's not even leading. So, like, why? Why is he, just because of what he's done in the past years, why is he MVP this year? Get off his jock. Because, uh, war. <laughs> All right, moving on. We've, we've, uh, we've beat this trout to death. Uh, moving on to Players Weekend, uh, coming up late August, right? Or is it next week? I think it's something like that. Uh, I, I don't even really care. I think it's the end of August. Yeah, I don't really care. I'm not a big fan of it. Do I? Do we sound like narcissists? Like I not being know. fans of stuff? <laughs> what? <laughs> Are we old school baseball fans? <laughs> uh, uh, is it just me or the jersey's ugly? Well, we're gonna get to that. But first, I want to cover. I don't know if, how much you looked into the nicknames, but I've got I've got four favorites. Um, that Ooh, may, may me too, or, me too. May or may not match up with yours, but okay. going down the list here, 
not in any particular order except the alphabet of the team's name. The, Fair. Al- the alphabet of the team's name. That makes a lot of sense. Alphabetical yeah. order of the teams. <laughs> uh, Jake Smolinski of the A's is going to be wearing Smo money on his back and not just money. He's going to have the, the old classic money the dollar sign. sign. Yep. Nice. So it's going to be SMO and then the money sign. Very, uh, very swaggy nickname like there. That. Uh, this probably, if I did put it in order of favorite to least favorite, this might be my favorite. Michael Waka for the Cardinals. Oh, you stole mine. Waka Moly. Love that. Waka Moly. <laughs> I don't know. Did he? Has he? Did he do that last year? I don't remember hearing about. It. Maybe it just because I didn't care about the players' weekend and just didn't care to look. Yeah, I like that though. Wagamole's sweet. That is that's just a, a solid choice. I feel like Matt Carpenter has to wear salsa on his back. You got guacamole and salsa. Oh, great call. Let me look. Right. This, let me look this up players he didn't do it i think he did like carp or something like that oh something so, stupid yeah like do salsa come on man guacamole and salsa would have been awesome uh, like, like the cardinals are winning the world series if they do that nope i gotta find this if i think he did not, something lame. if it's not guacamole i'm i'm gonna be really upset hold on it's like chips chips and guacamole the guacamole. I think he needs to come up with a guacamole recipe now. I agree. All right, I'm looking this up. Stand by. I'm telling you, I don't think it's cool. I think it's something lame like Matt. He put Matt on his back. Yes, it's it's, it's carp. What a bust. Come, like, come on. You got this whole salsa thing. Let's run with it. What a bust. No, not even the even even if you had the salsa thing, it's not even about that. But it's the second you find out your teammate is going with guacamole, you got to ride with something. You cool. got to go with salsa. Yeah. All right. What else you got? Uh, moving down the line, Carl Edwards Jr. for the Cubs. Okay. String bean slinger. <laughs> Tell me that's not the best. That's a long name. How do you fit that on a jersey? I don't know. I mean, I feel like if you can fit Salta Lamacchia on there, you can get string beans there. <laughs> Salty. Also, there's no like, there's no tradition or class to uphold with these jerseys. These are like jokes of jerseys, so they can they're they can, hideous. They can wrap it around in a circle if they need to. I don't think it so needs lame. to be on the nameplate. So lame. All right, topping out my uh, my top four. I've got this isn't even that great, but I just I just think it's great, and I'm I really want to know the backstory, so I'll probably look that up later too. AJ Ellis of the Padres going with Dad. That's just that's All just, right. there's, there's, <laughs> I don't know I don't know why I like it. It's just I I find it funny that a guy's gonna be taking the field with Dad on the back of his jersey. That's cool. and I'm not even thinking about it in terms of like a dad to his kids. I'm thinking of it as like in the funny context of how, like, you know what I'm talking about? How people like throw around dad of like guys that they idolize. I can just True. see like these young, cause he's a, he's a pretty veteran guy. All yeah. these, all these young guys thinking of him as dad. I don't know. I just found it funny. I mean, That's cause some, bad. some of these other ones were just, 
ridiculous. Speaking of which, before we get to yours, can we talk about how my guy, uh, Willie Adamas for the Rays, a former Durham Bull who played like five minutes from here, uh, went to watch him a bunch. He's going with the kid. How do you do that? Like, yeah, I get that his players weekend and you just go with what yeah. you're, you, that's kind of like a unwritten rule, right? I mean, can't do it. Can't do it. That's like putting the babe on your back. You can't do that. I mean, if there was any guy that was going to put the babe on the back of their jersey, it'd probably be like Gary Sanchez or something. But uh, they're shaped the same. Yeah, got the same same dad bod. Yeah. All right. Unfortunately, you ready for well, unfortunately, one is just terrible, and one is really good at baseball. <laughs> Um, uh, the jury's right. still out. All we right, so um, we've got – you took my guacamole one with Michael Waka. I like that one a lot. The next one is uh, Jake Marisnik for the Astros. Uh, big Fudge. Big Fudge. Awesome. I don't know if any, any of you guys are How I Met Your Mother fans, but Big Fudge is I'm a huge How great. I Met Your Mother man. Uh, how I Met Your Mother <laughs> No, that's not the name of the show. How I Met Your Mother fan. What? Uh, yes. Re- and like, that was Marshall. Remind, big. F- you remember how Marshall? You did the you did the the fishing game, like the fishing arcade game. Oh <laughs> yes, 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 yes. yes. <laughs> and he was on top of the leaderboard. Yes. He was Big Fudge. That's right. All right. Awesome. Good call. Um, big fan. Next big one fan. is Shane Bieber of the Indians. The back of his jersey is going to say "Not Justin." Love it. <laughs> Perfect. Love it. Um, and then my favorite, which I'm sure is a lot of people's favorites, but whatever. I'm the one talking about you guys. Brad Boxberger yes. of the D-backs is doing the emojis of a box and the emoji of a burger. No letters. Um, just emojis. I will say I'm I'm a fan that I, – I don't know. I'm torn on it. I I, I – I like the creativity, but I'm tired of people. God, I sound like such a just old man. Get off my lawn. I told you, man. Episode. We're narcissists. This whole it's episode. Scary. I apologize to people, but <laughs> at the same time, like it's 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 creative. But we need to like stop talking about it. Like it's funny. Yes, he used emojis. That's that is great. But <laughs> like it's. I don't care what you say. Guacamole is a hundred times better. Like, <laughs> it's definitely more creative. That's for sure. The emojis are not creative. Um, but who knows where this is going to be in a couple years? If we're letting emojis go up there, uh, who knows what's going to start happening? I'm really trying to think of something funny and witty right now to to predict what that would look like. But I I I can't even go there because. I never would have thought that this would have happened. So I, I, I can't even act like I know what's coming next. So they're just lame, dude. They're like the jerseys don't look good. All right. Again, this might be where you and I disagree. I will say for the most part, they're pretty trashy. Um, but I do think there are some, uh, some promising, promising some up swag, and, some up and comers if they choose to continue with this style. Um, I know that I posted, if you want to reference as you're listening, if you go to uh, our Instagram account, I posted 
the graphic. You might have seen it a while back. What day was that? Five days ago, I posted the graphic of all the uniforms. Um, and so if you're looking at it as you're listening, my three favorites are... And this is this is the ironic one because I absolutely hate their regular season jerseys, but I'm I'm a fan of what the D-backs did with their with their font and their uh assuming I'm seeing it correctly, they have the or maybe they don't. I may, maybe I miss saw that. But I thought um I thought they had like that turquoise or that teal blue outline in the d-backs but the more i look at it i don't think they do so i don't know i just see the red and black maybe yeah all right well the d-backs can suck it they're no longer in my top three all right Um, i guess some of these are cool i mean the pirates and the padres look exactly the same yeah we're gonna get to that the there that needs to be addressed uh the athletics are another one of my favorite as i was as i was looking at these um i i realized that the 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 criteria that I was kind of grading these with was if I could see them, if I could see any of these teams wearing these, or if I would like to see these teams wear these as like one of their alternates or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I really think the athletics, given their for sure their wild history with uniforms in the past, I think those are like just sweet. Yeah, those um, are dope. Actually, the hat. Um, I'm a fan of because although I love the classic green with yellow bill, um, it's, it's like nice to see a different twist on the, on the lid game. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, uh, well, now that I don't have three, I guess my second favorite is the twins. The hat, I will say I'm not as much of a fan of, um, it's, I, I think it's like one of their older logos from back in the day. Well, it's that it's that logo that like is up next to their scoreboard, right? Yeah, I think that's the. Have one. you seen that? I only, I only know that from playing MLB the Show, honestly. No, that's a that's a valid that's a valid source. <laughs> um, I th- but what what got me was the jerseys, the classic. Uh, well, I say classic. Um, just like the clean the clean look of the light blue and the red. I'm a big fan of the light blue and red combo. Um, yeah. Really, All right. I mean, some of them are bad. I'll, yeah. I'll say that some of them are bad. The Yankees one just looks stupid. I don't like well, it. The Yankees, I, mean, I was thinking that too. Yankees is tough because you, you're so, you've never to, seen anything. You've else. never seen anything else. So anything, yeah. even spring training uniforms, like when they don't wear the pinstripes, cause I think they it's wear just, like the, the blue tops. Yeah. It's just it's all just, blue. Yeah. It just looks very strange. So the different colored sleeves is freaking me out, and the hat is just whatever. I think uh, I think whoever drew up the Marlins jersey was on some sort of illegal drug, um, with the hat jersey combo. The blues are the hat doesn't even match. Yeah, assuming those are the final colors, and it's not just distorted or weird color because it's on our phones. Um, the as you mentioned the pirates and padres uh i'm guessing were drawn up by two guys <laughs> that live in the same house um <laughs> i got i actually when i when i was writing up my notes uh on this particular topic i i remembered actually if you've got the post up you can see the comment it's 
somewhere it's somewhere down here, but it was uh Rain Moore. Yeah, he got thirty four likes on that. That's funny. Um he literally said he said Pirates and Padres just said F it, let's just use the same uniforms. And I just <laughs> like that's literally what happened. Um you know, you got the pirates over here thinking they're slick, thinking they can call out to the West Coast, thinking nobody will notice if they borrowed uniform design or vice versa. I don't know. Maybe it was the Padres, but yeah, those are, I don't know what we're trying to do there. I'm going to say, I'm going to say the pirates refers to the punch. If anyone's going to be lazy out of those two, I'm going to, I'm going to say the Padres. I agree. The the whole California living thing probably caught up to the Padres yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Um, they don't care. They don't care. Um, that's Mariners one isn't bad. I've I've heard mixed reviews on that. I I've, I've heard that the hat, I like the Rockies. The hat, yeah, I, that was going to be one of my top three. Those um, mountains, the the hat with the mountains is sick. I'm a big, I like that. I'm a big fan. But the only reason I didn't put it in my top three is because I just didn't feel like it met that criteria of like, could I see them wearing this as an alternate? To me, it's like I don't know the. I, I do love the mountains uh, logo, but they to, do that. They do that during the uh, during spring training. I think. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and I think it's what a black black cap with purple bill on that. Yeah, no, 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 other way around. Purple cap, black bill. So it's literally the same one that's on the picture, right? Yeah. Are you sure? I think so. I no. Thought... Oh, you're saying for spring training? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's the reverse. I got you. Yeah. My bad. Um. Well, that about does it for uniforms. Really, not much to comment on. Um, hopefully... Just be like the NFL. Just do your fun cleats and leave it alone. Like, yeah. What's up? I don't know. Maybe maybe it'll grow on me. I hope it will because I don't want to be – I know I, I sound grouchy on a lot of things, but I don't want to be known as the guy who just like hates all of these things. But at the same time, I'm not going to be the guy that just dives in headfirst on anything new that gets introduced. Like, i got to get my feet wet a little bit and – Agreed. Maybe I should uh, check it out this year because, to be honest with you, I haven't really done much of that in the last. What was it? Last year was the first one, right? I don't know. We got to loosen up, though. I guess. Yeah, I, I guess that's what we got to do. Um, but I think I think the players get like obviously they get a cut of their jersey sales. So the one note I did make about this was which was pretty smart. So, uh, Didi Gregorius is a knight. Like he is, he's Sir Didi. And so his nickname, and I think his like Instagram handle, Twitter handle is Sir Didi, right? Yep. Last year he said Sir Didi on his jersey. This year it just says Knight. So what he's doing is being smart and be like, look, you can't rock last year's jersey. You got to buy my new one. So he's trying to make some extra dough, I, like I guess. It. Yeah, smart. Sir Didi G18 is his handle. Yeah. That's, uh, that's pretty So cool. now this one, this year's just going to say Knight. I like it. Like with a K. I like it. Um, what do we got next? Ah, yes. SeatGeek. I know I've been mentioning this. Uh, I mentioned it last week on the podcast. been throwing it around on social media. Um, if you are looking to get tickets to a sporting event, a concert, a theater show, or anything else that really requires a ticket, if you are a first-time user... You will get $20 off of your first SeatGeek purchase when you use the promo code DTD. So, again, if you're looking for 
sport tickets, concert tickets, theater tickets. You got a last minute show you're trying to make this weekend or something coming up. Use SeatGeek, use the promo code DTD and you'll save $20 off if you're a first time user. Moving on to my favorite segment, the unpopular opinion. Dangerous territory this very, week. Very dangerous territory. I'm going to have to tread lightly. I'm going to have to do my best to be as civil as possible. Um, Barry Bonds. San Francisco Giants retiring is number 25 on Saturday. So exciting. Uh, the hashtag Bonds 25 marketing campaign. We have to, we have to, we have to address this really just this weekend. Um, I saw, to be honest with you, I didn't even know this was happening until like the day before the day of Yeah, I mean, yeah. anything bonds related. I just, I don't even care. Um, but I mentioned the hashtag bonds 25 and I saw that going around on Twitter a bunch. I assumed what it was, but I figured I'd check, check it out. Um, basically just the marketing campaign that the giants are, we're using for this weekend, um, like I said, retiring his jersey uh, on Saturday. They had uh, dedication videos, uh, pregame ceremony. He ran out to left field with his glove, like old times. Uh, dropped a couple syringes on the way. Um, <laughs> uh, basically, just this weekend, celebrating all he's accomplished in his career, as you would expect if you're retiring somebody's jersey. Uh, but my unpopular opinion is this, and I know that I, I, I tweeted this out basically verbatim the other day, um, got some, some mixed responses. Uh, but my, like I said, my unpopular opinion is this, the giants are bringing back Barry Bonds with the hope that your perception of him will be softened now that there, you know, like time, time has passed. Um, and I don't think anybody, not to sound like I'm on a soapbox or anything, but I don't think anybody can really disagree with that. I think anytime anybody's caught up in a scandal, whether they're guilty or not, um, I think you always have to, as they say, let the time he, uh, like let the time be the thing that heals. Um, I think what they're trying to heal is baseball's view on him because we all know that majority Giants fans are pretty pretty unanimous at least that's what it seemed like on social media I mean obviously I'm not out on the west coast I don't really know the vibe probably as well as maybe you do you might catch wind of it more out there than out here on the east coast um but I don't know I I think the Giants are hoping that they can get this guy who blatantly cheated his way to what I think is the most famous record in baseball. They're trying to get him into the Hall of Fame. Um, obviously, as an organization, you want your guy in the Hall. Um, but something to take into account, uh, this induction or potential induction would do wonders for them. Do you like, there's so much money to be made with this. And I hate, right. I hate it to, I hate money to be the, the focus of this particular point, but there's just, there's so much to be made from pushing him 
as best as you can towards an induction. Uh, I mean, this isn't a guy like Chipper Jones, just like your, I, I use air quotes on this too, like your, your average Hall of Famer. Like, obviously, Chipper Jones is a great player, but with this, we're dealing with a guy who, like I said, has arguably the most famous record in baseball. So the microscope's going to be a little stronger on him, as it should be. Um, but I don't know. There's just there's t-shirts to be made. There's bobbleheads to be made. And I just think that the giants are, I don't want to say they're, they're selfish because they've made their stance. They're sticking behind their guy. Yeah. But I, I don't know. It was hard for me to kind of come to a conclusive thought on this opinion. Cause like I said, I was trying to, trying to tiptoe, trying to tread lightly on this topic. Cause I know I say this a lot, but for those of you who, I've been following this brand for any period of time. You know my thoughts on Barry Bonds and uh, where I stand with that whole that whole deal. But I don't know. I I don't know. Do you have any? I know you you feel similarly. I I don't know yeah, if you feel necessarily he, as strong, but I think um, you know it's hard because we are too we were two kids growing up through the steroid era. Um, as a kid, I was just like everyone else glued to the TV when he, you know, he, Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, anytime those guys were hitting, um, I didn't know any better as a kid. Um, now as an adult, you know, knowing some of the details, um, for, for you guys who are skeptics about steroids, um, he took HGH. Um, and I think he went from a size 10 cleat to a size 13 cleat. And I think his half and then, size went and up then four back down, sizes. And then back down to a size 10. Yeah. So it, don't tell me he didn't do anything. Um, I saw another something. Uh, I don't remember the page that that's posted it, but I actually thought it was pretty cool. I saw it on Facebook the other day, basically saying that, uh, if you hit a ball at 87 miles an hour at a certain launch angle, it has 60% chance of going out of the yard, right? And then they said if you hit the same launch angle at 97 miles per hour, it's got like a 95% chance of going out of the ballpark. So steroids do matter, okay? They, they do make a difference. Um, yes, you still have to make contact with the ball. I'm not saying it doesn't take – you know, we're not saying it completely takes care of the whole skill aspect. He was obviously very skilled, you know, through the early parts of his career. He was more of a 30-30, 40-40 guy with stolen bases, more of a gold glove guy, um, you know, flashing leather and running down fly balls all over the outfield. That started to change. Um, and he got thicker and he started hitting balls further. And so he cheated. And, and there's no other way to say he cheated. Um if he makes it in, and again, it's dangerous topics because it, it has nothing to do with anything else besides baseball. But if he gets in before Pete Rose, I'm going to be thoroughly upset. Um, yeah, because if he and, gets in, I know we've talked about the floodgate of the hall. And if, I mean, oh, if he gets in, everybody's getting in. Everybody. Because Roger that's, Clemens, that's the Rafael Palmero, Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire, all those guys are getting in. They're all in. And that's not okay. 
I, I don't think we can open open up those gates. Um, you know, good for the Giants. I think whatever, you know, you're kind of tapping into the glory days a little bit. Uh, I know you got a million rings in like the last 12 years whatever, but um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's not cool. I think you're getting into dangerous areas because when you start volleying him for, for getting into the, the Hall of Fame, I, I feel like you're separating your connection with Major League Baseball and the Hall of Fame. Yep. You know, uh, not to go too far off the topic, but you're seeing a lot of that with the NFL and their Hall of Fame. You know, guys like T.O. are making a big stand by not going to the induction and, um, you know, either saying that it, the system's flawed or whatever. If if MLB starts to get into that area where your organization is saying whatever to get this guy in and the Hall of Fame doesn't get a guy in, it's it's creating separation where it doesn't need to be created. Right. Dangerous areas. Um, uh, I mean, we're on the same boat, brother. Barry Bonds, stay away. It, it's an exhausting topic because there's always going to be somebody that comes back with something, some new stat or some new take on yeah. it. And it's just... For sure. It's frustrating. It's just... The part that gets me is that there's just not... Maybe there is, maybe there's a silent majority, but I just don't feel like there's enough people who are willing to like jump up and defend like Hank Aaron and like the guys who didn't do what Bonds did. And that's the part that gets frustrating. They shaped, they shaped this game. They shaped the game who it is and yeah. what it is and what it stands for. And those guys deserve to be at the top of the mountain because they didn't do it right. with cheating. Well, I don't want to dive into that any more than i have to we can save <laughs> we can save the the real barry bonds conversation for another time i'll uh, yeah i'll get a little more amped up for that and have a little fire um <laughs> but uh i guess what do we got now we got dms we got dms yeah dms thanks for everybody who wrote in um so part. first one is baseballer 98 dj on snapchat how do you feel oh, about Devin. that's Devin. Oh, that's Devin Devin Devin's my guy Devin literally is always snapping me just always checking in I love it he always whenever I ask folks to do something he's always one of the first people to do it big fan of Devin Devin awesome I appreciate you I like this question this is gonna be a fun one how do you feel about retiring to slow pitch softball if you don't make it to college ball well i'm gonna edit that question slightly so i can answer it from personal experience i had uh, a number of people ask me kind of like what i was gonna do with baseball after i finished college baseball getting knowing that i wasn't advancing to the professional level and i have a very i don't know i have a maybe like a unique take on this but maybe there's other guys that feel the same way you maybe you're one of them um i'm just i just can't get on board with the like the slow pitch the the like adult <laughs> league i just i really can't and it's not i have no problem with people that play it i i think it's awesome but me personally i just like I, I tell people this all the time when I'm playing baseball, like I have to be playing for something and it's not, 
it's not that I'm motivated by like the awards and the trophies and the championships and all that stuff, but like I just I feel like in order to justify my competitiveness, I there has to be something at the end of the road. Otherwise I just look like a tryhard and I don't I, I can't be that guy. Yeah. Like I was the guy that actually tried to improve my score in the mile in high school and in middle school. <laughs> it was it just it wasn't a pretty scene. Like people were giving me all these looks. And I just feel like that would be the case if I tried playing softball or baseball. Granted, I haven't I haven't tried it, so I can't I'm not necessarily knocking it, but I think this is a situation of don't knock it till you try it. Um, but it's kind of how I feel about it. Yeah, I mean, it's. Um, I hope none of my customers are listening to this because <laughs> I have a ton of people that come into my facility who play slow pitch softball. It's lame. It's super <laughs> lame. It's super easy. Okay, the. I think the one argument when you talk about fast pitch, girls softball versus baseball, and the whole challenge of of either one, it's coming in hot, one. It's coming in at a different angle, and it's really close. Slow pitch, you're throwing up a beach ball up there. It's just floating up there. You take as long as you want. There's nothing to do with timing. You just rear up and take a big daddy hack. Um, it's not challenging. I'm sure there's some. Uh, I'm sure there's some jacked fifty-year-olds that are. Oh ready, yeah, they're ready pissed. To, ready to jump down your throat right now. Oh yeah, they're pissed. I like pissing people off. Who cares? <laughs> um, it's too easy. I've had plenty of offers to say, "Kay, come play, come play." Um, I've now taken up golf. I think golf's there super challenging. Um, it seems easy, but it's really not, um, especially with baseball mechanics in your swing. Oh, for sure. But it is um, the think, natural transition for baseball players. Exactly. You, once exactly. you retire from baseball, you just go play golf. Yeah. And John Smoltz is now like making it on the PGA Tour and stuff. So like maybe someday. Who knows? Crazy. Um, but yeah, I think – but here's the question, and I'll, I'll go back to defend Devin a little bit. It's if you don't make it to college ball. Um, yeah, if you don't make it to college ball, you just go to a regular college and there's co-ed softball involving with drinking and stuff, tear it up. Go for it. Do it. Go have fun. Yeah, there's definitely like a social aspect to it that yeah. is awesome, and I'm a huge fan of, and I would highly encourage anybody. Like, I didn't play intramurals, obviously, because I was actually I was like playing in college, yeah. but um, and I don't even mean that to sound like braggy. I literally played at a small Division three school. I'm no stud by any means, <laughs> uh, but I did. I did have friends that played intramurals, and they said it was just awesome. Um, yeah, and it, it looked awesome. Like I would, our, our field was, uh, in order to get back to the locker room, you had to, we had to walk past the intramural fields and I would always see him playing. And it just looked like an awesome time. But here's what I'll say is that it starts to get sad after a while. If you're still doing it after college and you're doing it as a grown man and you're wearing these like jerseys with flames on them and stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it's time to hang it up and start doing something else. Yeah, if you're deciding between paying for diapers for your kid versus getting <laughs> getting the new mic in, I would uh, I would step back and question where you're at yeah. with your like life. Like I said, I'll let you know what happens tomorrow when uh, when some of my customers come in. And hopefully, they don't tear me up too much. <laughs> All right, next one is Bryce dot more twenty four on Instagram. What's your thoughts about Big Al? Oh, uh, Alfred, what is it, Dalia 
Delia, Dalia from yeah. New Jersey. Yeah. To be honest with you, I don't. I know this goes back to the whole like not being really tuned in with the little league and everything. Although I'm sure you've seen by now my little spiel on the whole high five after a home run thing. So <laughs> I would yeah. say I'm a little tuned into little league. Which, by the way, I got this. I really doubt she's listening, but I got this Facebook message from this lady. Oh, it's nasty, huh? Oh, my gosh. You know it's bad when they can't, like, publicly say it. They have to, like, go into the the messages. But she was just like, yeah, she was just like, she was like, shame on, or she was like, it was disgusting that you opened up a platform for trolls, including yourself, to, like, bash 12-year-olds. And I'm like, lady, I'm like, lady. Go back into the into the text that I put above the video on Facebook and like read what it says. I said it wasn't directed at the kids. It was directed at the people who like are promoting this like yeah. participation trophy era culture and it's just the people that are like celebrating it and promoting it. That's who that was directed at. So bringing it back to Big Al, um like I said, not super tuned in to the little league picture right now but if there was one thing uh that i am aware of it's big Al. it's all over social media uh but i am a big fan i'm a big fan of daddy hacks um even even got the big daddy hacks shirt on the shop little little shameless plug there uh <laughs> got the big daddy hacks tee featuring woody walkoff the fan named mascot of dirt to diamonds baseball um just a total stud piece of lumber um (laughs) but yeah i mean you can't not like big daddy hacks i mean even yeah even if you're a fan of small ball and bunting you gotta like big daddy hacks this kid is awesome he's awesome uh little chubby kid whole lot of swag whole lot of confidence I don't know if you heard, but he did. He did end up hitting a bomb. Uh, the next game, I think. I did see that. And yeah, but I think they took the L. I think they lost. Did they? Yeah, I think they're done. So no more Big Al. I think. I think his little fifteen minutes of fame stays at fifteen minutes. Yeah, but the thing is, fifteen minutes of fame nowadays is a lot different than ten years ago with Twitter just blowing up. True, the dude's a legend. Oh, it's just a matter of time before Big Al is finding his way on a t-shirt somewhere. Oh, no doubt. Oh, yeah, I was going to mention that. There's literally, I don't even want to name the the people because I don't like promoting other brands, but there is um, there's a company out there, which I guess this is basically the same as promoting them because people look it up. There's literally, <laughs> There's literally a shirt out there that's been made, and it says, it's like basically an eight in uh, athletics colors. It's a Kelly green shirt with yellow letters. It says Big Al hits dingers, and it's like <laughs> it's available in their shop. And I'm just like, how? How is how is this a thing? One, how is this a thing? Two, who is truthfully going to wear that? I mean, like, I don't know. I, <laughs> I'm all. For... I know that kid. That kid's about to get stacks, though. He's gonna get his check. Oh, for sure. But at the same time, like, <laughs> I don't know how I feel about promoting like a 12 year old who didn't even like 
I mean, if what you're saying is correct, them not even advancing, didn't even advance to Williamsport. Like, I don't know. I, I see that as wearing it as a one-time thing. Take your Instagram picture. Ha ha. Funny joke. But then it's like, yeah, no, no one's going to get it next year. I'm not trying to wear that like beyond yeah. next week. Yeah. Poor big Al. Anyway, poor big Al. Uh, we got any more. We get another one. Last one. Last one. Grant Baker, 14 on Snapchat. If you were the Reds, what would you do in the offseason with regards to the managerial search? Would you keep Riggleman, look elsewhere, or hire within? Um, not knowing any of the like technicalities or like how certain guys match up with certain organizations, uh, I'm going to say go after um oh my god what's his name this is terrible i'm not blanking on him right now girardi you go after girardi like i i don't understand how joe girardi does not have a major league job right now should like, still be managing the he absolutely should because you have a puppet in the manager's seat right now um yeah. but i just don't i don't understand how he wasn't picked up at the start of this year. And I just, I don't really understand how he's not really being from what I can tell from my point of view, I don't think he's really being, uh, discussed. Pursued. Yeah, for, yeah. For next year. Cause you know how teams move nowadays. Like they'll, it's within weeks after the season ends that they're already starting oh, yeah. to make moves. Um, but I don't, I mean, I'm sure you probably feel the same way being a Yankees guy. I just don't, I I don't understand why he's not why he's not being picked up. Yeah, I think so. For those of you who don't know, um, Brian Price was the manager of the Reds to start the season. He was fired in April. Uh, very quick hook. Um, they're currently in last place in the Central. Their interim manager is Jim Riggleman. So that's who Grant Baker fourteen is referring to about keeping Riggleman. Um, so fire everybody get rid of everything um trade Votto if you can and let's let's rebuild because cincinnati's another good baseball town you're taking a long time in this middle of the road do i want to rebuild do i not rebuild um the you know getting rid of brandon phillips um trading away Mazzarocco. um yeah the red sox but, literally have like 12 second basemen right now by the way brandon phillips being one all just like chilling yeah. in the minor leagues. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know what the Reds are doing. Like, I don't know. I'm sure Votto has a no trade clause. I didn't really look that up. But, dude, like, you got to go to a contender. One, Cincinnati is, you got to figure it out. Like, turn into the skid, get rid of everybody. I think um, Riggleman is, is an old school guy. Um, I think he managed a little, I think he managed a year or two with the Nationals a few years back. Um, old school guy, and that kind of goes into the Girardi thing. Uh, Girardi's old school, man. Um, I think that's kind of why the Yankees moved on. He, I don't know how into analytics he is, and I don't know how great of a connection he had with his players. Um, that's everything I heard about why the Yankees um, moved on. But I agree, he should have a job somewhere. I just don't know if it's going to be the Reds. Um, I think if you're going to do the whole rebuild, start over thing, um, 
I think you need to get a younger guy in there who embraces the analytics. And, and again, this is against the way I think about baseball. This is against the way I manage. Yeah. Um, this is what the Reds need to do. I think uh, the next one you'll see is probably, probably, um, you know, the Marlins doing the same thing. So it's, you, I don't know, hopefully Girardi goes and finds a job somewhere. But uh, as far as talking about the Reds, it's, no, you're going to go younger and you're going to turn into the skid with this rebuild thing. You're going to take a couple years, you're going to dump some contracts, including Votto, and you're going to get a farm back and you're going to, you know, be turned into the Royals in a couple years. I don't know. So get rid of Regelman, move on. I agree. All right. I uh, think that does it. Uh, recapping kind of what we talked about today. Um, Going all the way, it seems like forever we talked about this day in baseball history. Uh, <laughs> basically recapping, like I said, what we talked about. Uh, if you work for a grounds crew, do your job, put the tarp on the field, and your team won't lose games. Uh, Earl Weaver apparently didn't feel like doing anything, uh, including managing, on August fifteenth, 1975. Uh, Nolan Ryan was earning wins at the major league level at 46 years of age, which... In case you didn't know, is four years shy of AARP membership eligibility. Uh, <laughs> so that's that's noteworthy. Um, some waiver deals, like we said, shook up the league, but nothing, nothing really to write home about. Uh, nothing really happened enough to mention it in the episode's title. Um, if Mike Trout wins the AL MVP and or Mookie Betts doesn't win the AL MVP. Uh, like I said in my tweet from over the weekend, I'll burn the league to the ground. Um, the players' weekend is set to be a fun one, despite the laziness of a couple unnamed Jersey artists. <laughs> and lastly, the San Francisco Giants simply are trying to brainwash you. Uh, that's all we talked about. Uh, I'm going to flip it over to you for what they're not talking about. Yeah, yeah. So a couple things not being talked about. Uh, King Felix, Felix Hernandez of the Mariners, just got moved to the bullpen. Um, this has been awful this year. Uh, has a five seven three ERA, um, but he's never made a relief appearance ah, in his fourteen year career. That's where you're wrong. Until tonight, yeah. See that? Ah, uh, he did tonight. Paxton, I don't know how he did. Paxton got hit. He was starter. Um, Paxton oh, got, so he came in like the second inning, didn't no, he? Like second or no, third no, inning. get this. He got hit in the first, so Paxton had to come out, and King Felix literally came in on the first inning, so it was literally a start. Basically a start, yeah. Uh, so I guess he made his first relief appearance uh, for his first time in uh, 14 years, but uh, the dude won a Cy Young in 2010. He's got 168 wins. Um, he's a leader of your clubhouse, pretty much your franchise guy, I hope. You know what you're doing, Mariners. Um, next one, Jason Wirth, uh, 39 years old. Uh, speaking of Mariners, I think he had a minor league deal with them a little bit long, uh, a little bit ago, and obviously didn't work out, so he retired. Um, I'm sure a lot of you guys have seen this, but he just played in a men's league a few days ago and uh, hit a bomb. Tank. Um, awesome. Like nothing like a guy showing up for a night game at like some. 
lame little high school field and hitting a tater off of a guy with a beer gut, you know, just hitting bombs. Awesome. So much fun. Um, But what's not being talked about is I did read an article saying that he called every team in the major leagues looking for a job except the New York Mets. Nuts, right? Like, yeah. Would you call like, would you call the Yankees if, if it was like your last shot to be in the bigs? No. You wouldn't do it? I would not do that. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't know if I could I don't know if I could call the Red Sox Absolutely either. Not. Fair. So Jason well, Worth, I mean, maybe I'm you're trying doing it. I mean I'm trying to contend, you know? Like I'm not I'm not trying to go be part of a rebuild process. Oh, get out of here. Okay. Next one. Kansas City Royals. Uh they're thirty six and eighty two this year. They were like bottom three um in the teams in the bigs. They're awful. They just won a championship in twenty fifteen. Like they just won a World Series. Um What's not being talked about is the fact that, yes, your small market teams may be fun for a flash, but they don't last. Um, the only reason they're there in the first place is because they got a lot of young talent. Um, you struck gold with your farm, and they all came up at the same time. They all tore it up at the same time. Um, but it's not going to last because eventually those players are going to want to get paid, going to want the bigger contracts. Um, these small market organizations are probably going to spend a little bit of money to hang on to them, but you can't keep the whole core together. Um, and so it's going to be sad to see the A's, you know, hopefully try to make a run this year and then fade away for a couple of years. Cause that's the way it goes. Um, two teams. We were, I got sidetracked thinking about how bad Luis Severino is. Um, were we talking about the Royals? We were talking about the Royals, okay. Kansas city Royals. Okay. Yeah. Nice try. Sorry. Um, so two teams that I pulled from, uh, from just looking back a little bit two small market teams who won a championship um, were the White Sox in 2005, right? They won a World Series in 05. They finished third place in the division in 06 and 07. Florida Marlins won the World Series in 2003 and then finished third in the division the next two years as well. So the truth is um, do not get used to your small market teams sticking around because it's not going to happen. I'm not saying big market teams always continue their success. Um, but they do so more consistently because they're able to pay their core guys. They've and, got the resources. You know, yeah, they can build around it a little bit more. So uh, truth is, is that nobody's talking about how the Kansas City Royals went from World Series winners to this bad in only three years. Yep. And lastly, what no one's talking about, National Baseball Card Day. It was August 11th. It was on Saturday. Um. There was a bunch of locations, a bunch of dealers giving out a free pack of baseball cards um, all across the country. Um, I don't even know if kids collect baseball cards anymore. Like, I don't, I don't know if that's a thing. I, I know I did as a kid. It was awesome. And yeah. I think you and I, you know, used to, like, compare our collections, maybe even trade players at some point. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't I think st- that's a thing anymore, man. I still got my binder back up in uh, Virginia. Absolutely. I still have my binder, man. It's still packed full of baseball cards. Kids, what are you doing? Start collecting baseball cards, man. They even tried to give it to you on Saturday, and you still didn't do it. Talk about that stuff more. That's it. That's all for me. I'm out. I think on this whole baseball card thing, I'm going to have to give them a pass because – I've been sitting here calling myself a grumpy old man in like a old school. I just sounded really grumpy. So 
It's okay. I mean, I'm I'm just sitting up here sounding so old school. You'd think that I'm like this hardcore baseball card collector, and I didn't even know. I mean, aside from like the handful of posts I saw on social the other day, or whatever day you said it was, the 11th, um, I I didn't know that it was like coming up or whatever. And like, I just didn't think much of it. So I might, I might have to give him a pass, but I do agree with you in that. I think it's something that should still have value. I don't know if it does. I'm aside from like the crazy collectors, but I would love to see it come back. Yeah, I don't know if it will, but I think what was cool about it is that there was like a chance to win, um, signed, uh, baseball cards. So I think like judge was in it. I think, um, I think Mookie was in it. I think Lindor was in it. Um, you know, guys like that, where you got a chance to, you know, strike gold with one of those guys. I think there's another one. So, so just a heads up, I think there is another one on the 25th of August How that they're ending out. Oh, what? I, th- I thought you were saying that they're having a second National Baseball Card Day. Just Not a National Baseball Card Day, but I think they are getting a chance to win. I think they're like adding another one into it. It's a Reese Hoskins card. Ah, That's what I've heard. I don't know. I'll keep my but eye out. Kids, get out there, man. Get out there and start collecting them because it's – don't make it sound so old. It's, <laughs> it's fun, I promise. The 25th, you said? Yeah. All right, that's a Saturday. So on the 29th, we're gonna when we do that episode that Wednesday, we're gonna we're gonna have to bring this back up and check in with our peeps and see if they if they follow through. Yeah, man. All right, well, that's that's all for me of things not being talked about. That'll uh, that'll do it for me as well. Uh, thank you all for tuning in this week. We'll catch back up with you next Wednesday. Um, in the meantime, follow us on social media. Uh, search Dirt to Diamonds Baseball on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter by searching DTD Baseball. Uh, you can find us on Snapchat at Dirt to Diamonds BB. That's Dirt, the number two Diamonds BB. Uh, be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to it. We're now on iTunes. I'm sure a number of you saw that on social already. We're officially on iTunes. Apparently, we were there the whole time. I didn't think we were until I bothered to check, and lo and behold, it was there. The thing of beauty is Christmas in August. Uh, If you could leave a review, that'd be greatly appreciated. Um, Definitely helps us to get seen. Uh, It would be a big help to us. Uh, But we're looking forward to talking more baseball next week. Until next time, stay filthy.